Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Chico Leo. And DJ Ben Amin. And this week on Fan Bros, we welcome Kimson Albert. We talk about True Blood. Uh, we uh, what else we, talk we talk about, about the brothers in animation, man. We talk about the brothers. This week, we're doing it for the brothers. Yeah, what he said. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, once again in the place to be alongside Chico my homie. Leo. Look at you. You're too quick to the gun. That's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm rocking the, uh, the, the, the co-pilot seat today. And you missed a too quick to the gun. That's what she said reference. Right. Yeah. Also in the place tonight, we have the one and only yes, yes. guest starring... Oh, okay. That was your own little sound effect yeah, you right. gave yourself. I bring my applause. Own applause. Bring nice. Some crowd. Right. Uh, how do we introduce you, sir? Um, I'm a fan, bro. First okay. And first and foremost, my name is Kimson Albert, and I'm a fan, bro. There we go. Say that one more time. Let him hear that. My name is Kimson Albert, and Kimson I am Albert, a fan, bro. Also known as Kimsonian. At Kimsonian on Twitter, it's your boy. Hit me up for whatever. I don't know. Follow well, you'll me. you'll know after the uh, they'll know after this interview or yeah. after this uh, episode. After what this episode, they'll for. know what Kimson Albert represents. Right? Yes. 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 All righty. Sounds good. So this is going to be our our, our first uh, our first uh, episode where we sort of really delve into animation. A lot of people on on Twitter, at least, have been ta- asking us to talk more about animation and. We got a couple of topics, and we got you know Kimson here, who's who's in that world. And is he worn, in this world? Yeah, I worn in several world. hats. I do, I do. I, I I'll, I'll do my best to represent the animation voice of the fan bros tonight. Thank right. you very much. Well, Kimson, can you quickly explain to people just briefly how you wear an animation hat? So I started my animation hat almost twenty years ago. Ooh. Actually, exactly twenty years ago. On hey, applaud that man! Applaud that man! Twenty years in the game. Twenty yeah. years ago today. Give away my age. Um, and actually, you started when you were like five. Exactly. I started on Beavis and Butthead at MTV. It was my first job, and uh, I was a youngin in the game. Um, stayed there for about four years. Bounced around. I freelance, so I lived that life—the rock and roll animation life, if you will. The rock and roll animation life: groupies, sex, drugs. Uh, I wish long <laughs> nights in studios. <laughs> It's it's fan bros, so it's a little different. Um, animation doesn't get the uh, gr- like. If I played guitar, I'd probably have more groupies than in animation. Although now I have to say, animation is a pretty hot thing. Um, but so there's groupies yeah. in animation these days. Now there are, yeah. Where I, do they I, show up to? Because like groupies normally show up to a hotel. So where do animation groupies show they up? They go to the comic the comic cons. They Chico dress Leo. up. Chico Leo knows the deal. He, I'm sure he's handed out his personal card right. many a time at comic. I got I got to make up new ones for <laughs> uh, for New York this that's, year. That's right. San Diego was was pretty good, I'm sure, for Chico Leo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ran through a whole stack of them. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would say comic con. A lot of chat rooms. A lot of Cosplay, you know. Wait, we're still talking groupies. Yeah, we're talking. Oh, okay, groupies. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know. DJ Ben Armin is taking notes. Yeah, exactly. I, I got to know where to go for New York. Right. Um, but you know, I think it's also um, it's pretty hot. Where right now it's kind of almost hipsterish. I feel like when I was first coming in, it was like really just wanted to have a career and draw for a living and get paid to draw for a living, and um, that's what I did. 
And I started there and then, you know, bounced around. And uh, the biggest thing I've been working on lately has been I've been associated with the Venture Brothers as an animation director since uh, since the beginning. Actually, I worked on the pilot. You know, they've changed studios a couple of times and I've just kind of, you know, rode the wave with the Venture Brother wave. And I love the show. I have to say I'm a fan of the show. It's rare you work on something that you love. And um, I've done a bunch of stuff in between, but... Venture Brothers. So, what is your exact title at the Venture Brothers? I'm an animation director at oh, the Venture Brothers. Okay, Brother. all right, all right. So all what? Right. So it, you're so you're a person of color, I'm and a per- yes, and you're top ranking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not the top rank. No, but you're pulling shots. <laughs> I'm I'm helping the shots that they give us. <laughs> I'll put that. <laughs> they give us shots. I help to make them better. You make shots. assist. I assist. Okay. I definitely, definitely assist. I'm Jason Kidd in the animation. Guy. There we I go. Mean, that's a pretty. And good... I have Jason Kidd's complexion. Yes. In the animation. So it's that's, all working yeah, out. Yeah, that's a good place to At be. At Kimsonian. On Twitter. You have Jason Kidd's big-headed children in the animation game. Exactly. So tell people what what is the difference (laughs) between, because the Venture Brothers each episode has a director and you are the animation director. What is, you know, I think a lot of people watch a lot of animation and don't necessarily know what the credits are. You know, what, what, what do people do? How does it work? That kind of thing. So animation, especially for television, is a assembly line, an assembly line type of production where there's various departments that have to produce very specific elements that help the whole show get put together. So my department is called the Animation Direction Department, and we're a team where we break up sections of the show. And since the Venture Brothers in particular, I'll just talk about that, um, is sent overseas to Korea to be animated, we handle, how do I say this, the transitioning of information that the Korean animators use to animate. So, for example, we'll break down frame by frame Brock or... Uh, Dr. Venture or any of the characters' actions and we'll send that to Korea and then Korea knows exactly what frames to move the character when and all that kind of thing. So it's a very old technique. Actually, we use this thing called exposure sheets. I know everybody's asleep right now, but... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, no. they're wrapped with attention yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, I mean, this happens actually. There's a joke that we have. Like when you tell your family what you do, they, you know, at first they're like, wow, this is so exciting. And then they just glaze over. By the time you say exposure sheets, everybody's like... What? You don't, you what? Don't, yeah, do you work on The Simpsons? And you're like, no. <laughs> but anyway, Family guy? Basically, it's a lot of science, but at the same time, it's artistic, and we punch up the scenes, we add movement to the scenes, to the storyboard, so that they, they come alive and punctuate reads and lines and stuff like that. So it's it's very detail-oriented, um, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost a dying art, because it was started in the 30s with like Disney, or even before that with the Fleischers, and then, you know, we're still using this kind of pen and paper, pencil and paper technique, and... Nowadays, you know, everything is flash, especially for 2D. I concentrate on 2D, but everything is on the computer. So it's really, you know. So Venture like Brothers are still done hand-drawn, cell-by-cell? No, cell? That's actually correct. Yeah, wow. they, but But no, not cell-by-cell. Cell. They hand-draw the animation, scan the animation, in, and then they color it on the computer. Okay. So, yeah, it's not cells. Um, actually, cells these days. I don't know who does cells yeah. anymore. D- um, dead. Yeah, totally, totally. Dead and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are, are most shows that are shot, that most animated shows, like are the are the all the artists are in Korea? Because I've heard other people talk about it. It's always in Korea. It's not Japan. It's not Hong Kong. Yeah, Korea. It's not China, you Korea know. for the past twenty years. I yeah, would say. I mean, Beavis was animated in Korea. Not the first season, but when I came on, started being animated in Korea. And you know, ever since then, most of the TV animation, TV animation that you see, especially on Cartoon Network, if it's kid stuff or. You know, it's all done overseas, right? In, you know, in Korea. So, 
my position is actually still very relevant to sure. current productions and stuff. As much as I'm kind of a tech person and I love, you know, not having to use paper. So what is it about uh, Korea that makes them the top animators? They're not the top animators. I'm oh. sorry, Korea. Uh, oh, I'm sure there are awesome animators, but what it is is that it's the labor is very... Um, affordable, so I say, I'm not going to call it cheap labor because I don't want to. So why not China or like Apple? Some people do uh, use Chinese studios. They use Indonesian studios. India recently has been like a really big studio to handle a lot. Nobody of, in uh, Africa. Starting, I saw some Nigerian animation recently okay. that was kind of interesting. I'm very interested in you know um, seeing what Africa does you know in the coming years when it comes to animation. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. Um, that can be produced. Um, there's so much untapped talent out there. It's just these old contracts that the, these TV networks have with studios in Korea. They don't want to break those, and so they kind of feed them these these big long-term projects. And I'm sure Nigerians are also busy right now flooding your email inboxes. Not necessarily, but no? hit me up at Kim Sonian on Twitter. Uh, no, yeah. Hit me up. Oh, we you got that oil money. We can make <laughs> right. We can make the new Lion King in. You, you might know, already be a lottery winner I'm right saying, now, right? Exactly. <laughs> Please help me. So, how long does it take to do an episode? You know, now with this computer stuff, you see, like South Park, they do an episode in a week, and you know, or or, or something. They turn the whole episode around in a week, and like how. I know that there's been a lot of time in between seasons of the Venture Brothers, and I know some of that is to give you guys time to do what you do. How uh, you know how long does it take, or do you not do it episode by episode? You know, like is it is it done? You know, in seasons or in episodes? It's done in it's done in seasons. We and my particular department comes in later than say the design department, which designs all the props and the characters and the backgrounds. Actually, not the backgrounds, but the props and the characters. Um, for the show, they start earlier. We come in later. Altogether, it's about a year and a half. Right. You know? Wow. To do 10, 13, 10 to thirteen episodes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And this last season, we. I mean, you know, it was really great. And I know Comic Con they just killed last weekend. Um, Doc and Jackson they had a panel, and you know, the the Venture Brothers fans thankfully are so dedicated, and and I love going to Comic Con in New York and seeing them, and I didn't for years, and. I went one time just to see like what the reaction was, and of course, you know it was amazing t- the the kind of love that the fans have for the show. And so you'll be getting us in backstage at the you New know York what? City Comic Con. Hey man, panel? I had to pay like everybody else. Oh, and I, but I have come to on, say, Kim yeah, yeah, I know. At Kimsonian does not have the end, <laughs> so don't tweet me for passes <laughs> right. to Comic Con this year in New York. But I do have to say, I love being a fan. And watching the other fans, and I, I kind of felt like I needed that because what I do is so kind of minute and kind of tunnel vision. And then when you go and really experience, you know, kind of how the fans see the show, and it's just great to know. And and the creators are so, you know, they're really I, I can't say anything bad about them. They're like really, really smart and talented. So anyway, I hope I didn't kind of go too long, but that's basically what we do um as an animation director well i do have to say one thing to you concerning this topic since you worked on beavis and butthead yes yes i have to say i was never a fan that's your problem ben i mean really i i, you, I actually i got a black man down ben i mean <laughs> that's why we can't rise to the top ben we, I mean. that's why we I, have nothing nice <laughs> i gotta i gotta say i was never a beavis and butthead fan either that Uh-oh. whole that was not it wasn't it didn't speak to me as yeah, you yeah. know it, i think it's beavis and butthead is not a fan bro show yeah okay? it's true when i got hired on the show i was an actual fan bro back then 
I just didn't have a name for it. Right, exactly. I was like into Akira. Like I could only watch Akira over and over and over again, and I and it mm. was already like maybe three years later, or, yeah, or, or more. Yeah, I don't yeah, know more if... than that. But but the what I felt was like I wanted like these big productions of you know I wanted sweeping shots in my in my mind. That's what I saw these like epic animated battles and storylines and stuff. And here comes this job where it's like the most minimalist of storylines. Terrible lines. animation. Animation was not, but what I did recognize was like the idea that it's like if you have a garage band, like the idea that you can, or punk or something, that you could go in your garage and nail like a two minute song that everybody loves. I felt like Beavis was like kind of the punk of animation. Okay. It was like the whole idea was like it was anti all the stuff that I was really into. So and they were the clash of animation. They were kind of, ah, yeah, you said it, not me. Yeah, but, that was pretty big. I mean, you know, it, and as far as culturally, it was so far away from what I could resonate with. But then when you start working on the show and then I got to know Mike Judge and, you know, the team, the team was great. And, you know, just the people. And, and they was, put the checks in your pocket. Put the checks in my pocket, Ben. I mean, yeah, you can't I mean, be mad at that. You can't be mad at that, especially after struggling coming out of school. <laughs> you know, I'm the, looking at. The, the ramen noodles days was over. It was over. All was, right. We were, we were flossing. <laughs> you know, be, animation I mean, groupies we were, were rolling in. I, so this was, this, was a, this was a show in, that was, you, you were in Texas when you were doing this, or no? Or, no, you know, no, you were MTV here? Is like oh, okay. I guess yeah. that's true. You're right. Yeah, no, of course no, no. you were we, on TV. We, we started at 1515. Funny enough, the same time, like, the, the real world was really kicking off and the state and some you know some other things are really jumping off in terms of mtv history you know we happen to be around you know we were part of it but then at the same time we just happened to be around to see all this other stuff and then mtv animation actually kind of was spun off of you know um the success of beavis so you have like the max you have right. mm, Head, sam right. keith. you have yeah sam keith you know they did that in la actually but some of the our guys worked on that eon flux eon yeah, flux. flux was la uh, okay uh san francisco colossal okay colossal pictures peter chung master master yeah you know? amazing work um so you know for that's more fan bro yeah type yeah, stuff, yeah exactly you know? okay well uh, i do have a quick point then again um since i'm not a very big beavis and butthead fan can yes. we Get a top five animated series of all time. For me, I mean, if we'll go around the room. She, she, you know, I. Who goes first, Chico? You go first. I mean, you got to say The Simpsons if we're, if we're, you know, if we're talking, you know, just in terms of. I yeah, mean, you know, I, I got it. It's got to, got to, got to go with The Simpsons. Got to go with The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I mean, I, I was a huge Herculoids fan, which Ooh. only had ran one season in like the late in the late '60s, but they reran it a lot in the '70s and '80s. Right, growing up, Herculoids yeah, I mean, and that you get into that whole sort of Alex Toth was the guy who designed that. Who, um, I know that you, um, DJ Benjamin, were. Uh, uh, really big on um, Jim Starenko. I yes. am Starenko on um, on Twitter has been really breaking down some of these early uh, comic book heroes. And Alex Toth was originally a comic book guy who then went into animation. And last night, and I tweeted out to people last night, he went on like a twenty minute rant just praising, singing the praises of Alex Toth. Okay. And Alex Toth designed a lot of these shows in Filmation in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Filmation. like, yeah, Filmation yep. stuff. Yeah. The uh, the Herculoids with Space Ghost, the uh, you classic. know uh, Super Friends, classic. like all that stuff. Um, so I, I I you know the Herculoids is what I'm going to pick out from that that group, and you know like I said the Simpsons. Um, I mean it's such a, it's such a tough you know. I, I might even say I'm going to say Robotech, which is something that we might talk about a little bit later on. Other you know I was a really big fan of Robotech. 
um, the sweeping epicness of it. Um, gotta which, go in. Gotta throw my hat in with uh, the whole Bruce Tim universe. Oh, without I mean, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, with God, the, Batman. Yeah, I can't. I can't even believe I missed. Yeah, absolutely. Batman the animated, Batman series, animated series, Justice League Unlimited, yep. Justice League. Uh, and even the recent um, Young Justice itself is amazing. If you haven't checked that one out, I really have to go with Young Justice. Big show. I got to say, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm kind of like, you know, seeing this from the inside. Yeah, absolutely. It's your, your, your... You know, I'm, I do make a distinction between adult cartoons and kid cartoons. Right. So, like, for example, The Simpsons, I can't put that on. And I guess this is where my fanbroism stops. Like, I can't put The Simpsons in the same like group as um you know a superhero show mm. right so and there's there's a couple of reasons like that like and and maybe and this is again from my inside perspective i think what we're talking about is the honeymooners versus you know the batman series in the 60s right you're going to tell you're, you're going to talk about what you like so of course you can like the honeymooners and like but they serve two different purposes and i see the simpsons you know is just TV, whether it's animated or not, it's just TV at some of its finest. See, I would argue that Batman, the animated series, and Young Justice, any of those are also TV at its finest. And they basically are the same thing. They're also the finest form of Batman in media other than comics. I agree agree with you, and I think... um that's a valid statement. I think what I'm talking about is maybe audience and maybe, again, wearing my kind of production hat, being at this stage of the game in my career. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it from two different premises. So I'm, I'm not seeing The Simpsons serving the same need as Batman, although I completely agree with you. If I'm a 12-year-old kid, I'm looking at Batman and I'm looking at The Simpsons. But as, a, as, as where I am now in my life, I'm looking at The Simpsons and I don't know if I'm looking at Batman Ooh, the same way. you're missing out, brother. But I, I would, at Kimsonian <laughs> at Twitter, follow see, me. I would say I'm, I'm I'm right between you guys because I would definitely agree with Ben that I feel like a whole generation of people came up and were influenced in the industry and out of the industry by, say, the Batman uh, animated, animated series. series. Not, I'm not suggesting that Young Justice is not as necessarily as good, but I don't know that there's a whole generation coming up that's influenced by. I'm saying there's a whole generation coming up that likes Young Justice, but is not influenced it by in the same way as people were clearly influenced in in every possible way in comic books, in animation, and, so, and in film, in in you know the the storytelling in Batman. In Batman. I, I totally agree with you. Batman the animated series that particular thing transcended the fact that it was animated. Right. Yes. So from that perspective, so does. The- so that was good TV, and exactly, so exactly. Yeah. So in that in particular, but don't throw in all these other kind of like the, the other Bruce Tim universe. Ah, uh, uh, no, because I, it's derivative. You're like it's right, it's, like that. That the Batman show changed the exactly, the whole, changed exactly, the game, changed exactly. the face of everything. Right. There's Even, no Family Guy without the Simpsons. We know that, right? Right. Yep. So Family Guy can be your favorite show, but if you're gonna ask me top five. That's like saying. Okay, yeah. I, w- you know I mean, yeah. Saying? I mean, if I have a top five, I'm not going to put right. Justice League, Young Justice, right. you know, Batman. But, you would, all in but there. I would put Batman. Oh, Batman. Yeah, Batman, Batman sure. It would Batman probably be my sure. number one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll also extend that question out to all the fan bros out there. What are your top five favorite animated series of all time? Hit us up on Twitter. Can I? Can I just? Add, oh, I'm sorry. Hit us up on Twitter at Fan Show. Hit us on the Gmail, show at Gmail, and also, you know, hit us on the comments on fanbros.com. What was your comment? 
Yeah, I just wanted to add Cowboy Bebop for my fifth one. Oh, God. I he was always big, has to throw I know, in something. I, I was a big fan of that. Cowboy Bebop is great, but then again, you're like throwing <laughs> in like whatever I can watch whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, there's like parameters to this, right, Ben? I mean, there's, you said top There's five. levels to this shit. There's levels to this shit. So we're talking about like, you know, written by American folks. I guess that's true. I'm assuming. I could throw right. in Afro Samurai right. if I wanted. All right, all right. You know, and that's true. I mean, that's true. And and yeah, I mean, I saw those around the same time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, But we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey, everyone. This is Kid Fury, host of The Read on Loudspeakers. And I just want to let you all know that when I'm not worshiping Beyonce and drinking Hennessy, I'm listening to fan bros because it's amazing. So get you a piece and enjoy your life. Hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to fan bros. Don't forget to rate subscribe and comment on itunes and welcome back fan bros i hope that break wasn't too long joining us in the studio is our friend and co-host tatiana king the grand duchess of tech what's going on yes since she missed our first segment with our friend at kimsonian on twitter hit me up i'm just trying to he looks like he's trying to bust a rhyme on it when he's doing it at kimsonian you want we could go on a cipher right now if you want. Yeah, I could be box. I'm nice. I can't rap. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm I don't know cipher. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, my rapping skills are minimal. That's why I stick to the DJ. You speak with your hands. Yep, DJ that's right. Yo, yo, yo. You, you got the wheels the, of steel. Putting up the Kanye hands. Exactly. The Kanye hands. I <laughs> the thought Kanye the Kanye hands would be more. Or the jazzy. Drake hands. Yeah. The Kanye Drake hands. More jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we segment or segue segway, segue, yeah. segment segue from that into our next segment. But let's get back to True Blood, which um, for the third week in a row was good. Chico? Absolutely, yeah, I gotta agree. I mean, those first few episodes this season really left me wanting. But the first few episodes sucked. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't want to say it like that, but yeah, let's keep it real. I, I, absolutely, they uh, there's definitely been an improvement. Um, I, they're, they're finding themselves again. They lost themselves, and now they're finding themselves. And uh, I'm digging it. Thank you. Yeah, for real. Fan, uh, man, fan bros. True Blood has really picked up in the last few episodes. I got to give her more props. It's definitely dope. It's all right. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just run that segment again. Stop. All right. Yeah, good. Well, what's, what's good? Fuck. All right. Go ahead. Are we taping? Yeah, we're taping now. Continue taping. We don't have to be so perfect. No, we do have to. Yeah, we were trying. Ben Hamin, the host, is, is is so anal with this show. He wants everything to be <laughs> He's so He's a perfectionist. He's like Orson Welles. That's, that's, that's how we do a good podcast. Let's leave this in. We're going to leave this motherfucking segment in. This okay. is your man, Combat Jack. I just wanted to interrupt the show. Pardon me for interrupting the show. My man, Kimson. Kimson is one of my closest guests. Closest friends, I mean. We go back so long, so I'm sorry to interrupt your show. I just got to say, because I know you're afraid of horror movies. Ben, I mean, you don't watch them. Tatiana doesn't watch horror movies. I don't know if you saw that. I, I watch horror you movies. Watch horror. Did yes, you see the I do. I, I know, but I've heard only extraordinary Run, things about cop it. Tickets. Yeah. See that. It's one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long Really? I expected time. it. The commercial it's looks fun. like it. It's fun. It's scary. It's great horror entertainment for the entire family. See that shit. This is your boy Combat Jack. I'm signing off. Peace. Enjoy your show. So when I went to, I hope um, you got that check from the conjuring in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. no, it was good. I don't, I don't need a fucking check. I, I my satisfaction was watching a horror movie that I didn't feel like walking out on or nodding off to. That's it. I'm out. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if the fan bros heard that last one, but check out Conjuring. What that continues our horror segment. 
I, I gotta say, I gotta dry snitch real quick. I saw um, the ring with um, Combat Jack. And there's a part in the beginning that's like a, a real shocker. Mm-hmm. He, I've never seen a man of his size <laughs> <laughs> leap five feet in the air. And it was his second time seeing it. Oh, wow. I turned around and he was levitating next to me, <laughs> screaming like a banshee. Screaming. He was doing his exorcist interpretation. Yeah. I was like, this has to be the best movie if that man of his size was flying jumping at the the twice screen. yeah Tw- and the second time. yeah the, the fact that it was time. the second time yeah. that happened to me in the descent like it was it was on one of these one of these uh theaters where we're like you had to take like six escalators down afterwards and everyone in the theater knew it was me that had like screamed really loud <laughs> the first, you know, it <laughs> was like totally dead silent and i definitely was like oh fuck Did like you see, really like, like 40 heads turn around yeah literally <laughs> everyone turned around and looked at me and i was just like wait how did you not be like you know scared by that like it was the first time you see the of goblins or whatever the bad so guys were in that. What happened on this elevator ride down? Everyone was kind of pointing and high, <laughs> you know, high-fiving me and just generally like I had been in a movie once like it was in fact the Chucky movie one of the Chucky movies where a girl threw up and it, in the movie like yeah. it was because she was drunk not because of whatever but it was like a similar thing where everyone was like they know you know yeah. when, when you're the, the person that guy <laughs> that, that woman you know but no a lot of people were high-fiving and you know generally giving me props like for at least being you know ensconced in the movie, you know, nice. or whatever, engaged in the movie. All right, well, um, back to True Blood this week. I have to say, definitely, it's one of the better episodes. In fact, the, I mean, it ended on a heartbreaker. I don't, with, ter- I don't, with Terry, uh, should we say? I mean, you know, are we, yeah, why not? I, I mean, mean, why we, not? It's just True ter- Blood. Yeah, if, if you like True Blood, you've watched it already. Yeah, with Terry Belfleur's, like, final hours, which were all very happy, and then he died. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, the foreshadowing was there. You knew it was coming, yeah. but it was like, damn, still... My only my only thing is that they were like, yeah, a major character is going to die, and I wouldn't consider him a major oh, character. Shit. Oh, it was that's like you harsh. know, I, I would consider but he's him. him. But he's he's, I, yeah, I just, I mean, maybe when it's a show where like twenty different people have superpowers, and it, it's sort of like you know, <laughs> he doesn't have powers, he doesn't rate. Sort of. I mean, if they said an he Avengers thing, if they said an Avengers like a major <laughs> character was going to die and Jarvis dies, like wouldn't you feel a little, a little cheated? Why is he the butler? Well, I mean, he's a cook. I mean, you know, and no, no, I'm not so disparaging anyone. So, so, like, if on GI Joe they said Roadblock died, you'd be like, oh, no, not no. Roadblock <laughs> is one of the one of the you know uh, uh, an important second. He's second uh, second wave GI Joe character. He's also a cook. Oh, oh no, but I didn't. But he's wave. other things too. Second he's wave. you know when we and see he's black. So I mean, when we see Terry really... Belfleur carrying that 50 caliber machine gun like Roadblock, then uh, no. But the point is, Roadblock is was not it just... the Rock Roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. You say you wouldn't miss the rock? No, I would. Oh, I'm thinking of actually. I'm thinking of actually GI Joe from the comic. Yeah, like and I was thinking of cartoon. Comics. Actually, I was talking yeah. of cartoon. I wasn't talking. I didn't. Rock. I didn't <laughs> even realize Roadblock was a cook. No, but I just mean. I mean, look, I'm not disparaging <laughs> Terry Belfleur, but you didn't you know, know Roadblock you was a cook. You are disparaging no, assassin Terry. I, you know, you I just, I, 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 I just feel cook. like they, they need. You know, if they killed Sookie or Bill <laughs> or you know, like that's a major character. She don't care about Terry. Yeah. I cared. I did. Like Ben, I was sad. I thought it was a sad moment. You don't sound very sad. Um, well, I'm care. just saying they did bill it as a major character is going to <laughs> Next, die. You don't care. Um, you you know, care. it was it was uh, you know a, a minor major character. Ouch! Ouch! Well, um, also in the news about True Blood this week, the creator said that they're going to return to the essence. And eliminate, and I guess this was the start of that, to eliminate some of right. the side characters from the show. Thank God. They already murdered off the fairies like we talked about right. before, which was great. 
Um, there was also Sookie's little romance blossoming with with Warlow. Every time we say Warlow, I want to say Wario. Right. Wario, I'm glad you said it with the accent too. Wario, you know. But um, so Warlow and Sookie got it on. Oh yeah, can we talk about that? Which one? I mean, I don't know how you say this, but which one of their genitals is glo- genitals is glowing? Oh, I don't know. I thought the whole. I thought their their whole. Uh, it w- wasn't it like both? There was, wasn't the glow emanating from both of them. So or is, no? it, is, it, one of them? is it like North Star and Aurora? Yes, exactly. Dance? Something like that. <laughs> and because I, I was going to say, didn't their little love scene take place in another dimension? <laughs> like it was just sort of like they 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 sort of went into a fairy dimension to yeah. have some sex. So I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure out though. Like, is it the is it their communion that causes the glow? Or may. Or maybe it's her because everyone seems to want to either eat Sookie or have sex with her. So maybe it's her, you know? But I've never seen the glow before. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but Bill Compton isn't half fairy like Warlow or whatever (laughs) Warlow is. He's like half fairy, half vampire, half, you know, biblical dude with a bad wig. (laughs) Um, But no, I I, I think True Blood recaptured what it had completely lost early on. You know, like even the stuff in in the vampire jail or whatever with like Mm. Pam and Eric was good and Jessica. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um. So, oh, they oh. also killed the the governor. My guy, uh, you know, Arliss oh, Howard, God. who was cowboy yeah. in uh, in Full Metal Jacket. Arliss Howard. Yeah, he's, he's the cowboy. Guy who play- yeah, he's the guy who played the uh, wait. Refresh the governor. my memory. Which one is cowboy? Cowboy is the guy who gets killed in the sniper scene. Oh, that's right. Right, who had been his friend in yep. training camp that that Matthew Modine runs into. Ah, damn, you're right, cowboy. Uh, so, and and he was Deborah Winger's husband. He is Deborah Winger's husband, which is sort of more his. And he was on this AMC show uh, Rubicon that someone out there definitely tweeted love for yeah. in. Uh, Rubicon uh, on, was a great on Twitter, show. yes. But yeah, yeah, he got his head damn ripped off. He de- definitely did. And then Bill Compton sort of spoke to his head, which I like. I <laughs> no, sort of no like, not Bill. Um, um, I mean, yeah, Eric, was it Eric? Who, yeah, yeah, Eric. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric uh, spoke to his, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Pointlessly, too. That was right. really great, though. Like, you're talking to a, dis- uh, a decapitated, de- de- decapitated head. head. Yeah. Sort of shades of, like, Hamlet talking to the skull <laughs> there. You know, they got all like literary that. on us on... Uh, <laughs> On True Blood this week. But yeah, no, they, they've got their mojo back for what it is, although I do think they could start shaving some stuff down. And I'm still de- not down with the, the mean, bad Alcide. Uh, yeah, but they're about to eliminate him. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I, they're going to yeah. murder all the werewolves pretty yeah. soon. I mean, that, and, and that wouldn't necessarily bother me. Nah. I'm looking forward to just a simplified storyline. Back to the old, not everything old, but back to the old days. I mean, if you could have imagined to like 20 years ago, there's a TV show and Robert Pat, well, maybe not 20 years ago, but 10 years ago, like Robert Patrick, you know, the T-1000 and uh, what's his favorite? Rutger Hauer are both on a TV show and they're such like sort of minor throwaway characters. Like that's kind of crazy. Well, that also leads us right into our next segment perfectly. Um, the 80s seem to be coming back. Yeah, you know, that, that happens, though, every 20, 30 years. I was going to say they, they revisit, every, every They revisit, years. you know, like, you know, in the 90s, the 70s came back. Right, you know? right. Um, but, yeah, the 80s are coming back. We were talking earlier, some big news came out today or recently about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio might be copping the Robotech series from his friend Tobey Maguire. Right. So, you know... I, to me, I'm a big fan of the original Robotech thing, which in itself is a mashup of two Japanese shows. Three. For, for, three. Three. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
But I, I got to say, it's one of the few properties that I really, really, really would prefer to see them do a live-action TV show of than a movie because it had this ongoing epic storyline. You couldn't afford to. Love tri- well, no way. That, and that's what someone on Twitter said. But I feel like they were able to do Battlestar Galactica. I never saw the Stargate mm. show that took place in space, but mm-hmm. Babylon 5, I mean. Battlestar Babylon Galactica 5. and stuff are still a Big difference between transforming yeah. and robots. Right. No, and I know that. I, I, I don't know the technical limitations and of whether Zentradi they- whether, Yeah, no, I know. Well, they could do the giant Zentradi now after what yeah. they did on Orphan Black with this actress putting her, yeah. you know, in the scene with herself three or four times. But I just feel of all the franchises, like Robotech is one that really I'd like to see on TV as an ongoing series- you know, where like, you know, each episode you get a new song performance by Lindman May and <laughs> Lady Gaga. Know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, isn't she like half Chinese, half Japanese, uh, Min May? So yeah. I'd, I'd like to see maybe one of these uh, K pop or J pop stars who's, you know, we, who we don't we, know. We don't know who they are, yeah. but I know they're out there. <laughs> For real. Also, there was some news coming out that uh, the Van Damme movies, True, uh, I almost said True Blood, uh, Bloodsport and Kitboxer are also being rebooted. Right. And that's so crazy that like we're that old. I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> that, that, like they're now redoing so so much of stuff. Blood that, yeah, are yeah. they are they in post production yet for RoboCop? Oh, uh, they still... are. Oh, uh, yeah, the RoboCop website is up now. Right, you can okay. visit it. They have the Ed 209 recreation on there, right? Along All with right. some other new robots. I checked it out the other day. There are some other new robots that are introducing in this movie. Oh, look. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we I, had. I wasn't I mad at it. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I haven't, I, mean, I haven't seen anything recent. So. I actually really like the Ed 209. Uh, he's painted in this one. The one version they show is a khaki painted because he's supposed to be like over fighting overseas in the wars and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He looks more like a. I mean, it's still the same basic body shape, but it's got like a. I don't know. It felt more like a dog or a houndish looking thing to it, like mm-hmm. something you know, definitely menacing. Uh, the good old, like you know. Ravage from Transformers type. Yeah, uh, um, almost, almost, wow. almost. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a great. Wow. wow, yeah. Ravage was he? He was the taped cassette who came out of Soundwave. Yeah, 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 wow, yeah, that's yeah. dope. You know, that was the. Uh, first. I don't remember any of those names of of his. You know, like, that, I, yeah. I always thought Soundwave was the dopest. Yeah, of Next course, with, with so his, with his voice, absolutely. Um, well, two notes. That was the first uh Transformers toy that I ever had, and also there's a popular nerd saying, "Is it a?" Uh, what are the two names? What Rampage and uh, Rampage Rumbler. Blue. Rumbler Rumbler was Rumbler the name of the little tape cassette oh, that, that had oh, the little. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I don't remember, but I, I do know what you're talking. Yeah, about. we're gonna get eight up for this, but there's a there's a <laughs> there's a phrase something Rumbler is blue or Rampage is red, whatever. And there's a phrase for that that says it. it's a nerd phrase. Anyway, yeah. Um, Tweet us about it. Tell us if we... Yeah, someone out there is going to know. Yeah, hit us up at Fan Bros Show. But this is all news that's been coming out this week. Also, we have some news from Comic-Con... Uh, Tatiana, what you got for us? Yeah, man. Should I go with the with the big the biggest news? Well, I, I don't know. It's debatable, but one of the biggest biggest bombs that dropped this um this past weekend in San Diego was the Superman versus Batman movie, mm. or Batman versus Superman, depending on who you talk to. Yep. Um. So it was revealed that that will be the sequel to the Man of Steel movie. Um. Um, Henry, uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Let's Cavill. butcher somebody else. Cavill? Cavill? Let me make sure I don't I'm know how to say. Right. I actually don't know how to say. <laughs> it. I, 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 I gotta make sure I'm saying his name right. But know. he will be reprising. <laughs> Caviar. Henry Chevalier. No, he's gonna be reprising his role as Superman. Obviously, um, what's his face? Bale is not coming back as Batman because he has said that already. He was done with Batman. So now Batman's up for grabs for the most part. 
Um, there is they are saying that Christopher Nolan is still executive producing it. So Snyder still directing. Snyder still directing. So you know everyone's going to still have their hands in it in some way, shape, or form. The the, the people you trust at this point. Um, that was the huge. names you trust. The how names do, how you do y'all trust. feel about this? Uh, I, I was excited. I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, I I, I don't know. It depends on who that you know who they get to play Batman and what the take on the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting. But um, well, it looks like uh, at Kimsonian over here wants to say something. I, I'm just saying it's a rehash of you know Dark Knight. Frank Miller already touched on this. I'm glad they're bringing it to the screen. I think mm-hmm. it's really long overdue. Yeah. You know, I hope it becomes. Superman as the GOP and Batman as the vigilante, you know, um, Americana versus kind of the the underbelly of what superheroism is about. That's how I read into it. I don't know if they can take it that far, but... I mean, the only thing I'd say to that is Dark Knight is them at the end of their careers. Like, they're in their 50s or 60s at that point, and these movies are set very early yeah. in their in their careers. Like, he's just barely I... just gotten the job at the Daily Planet at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah, he, and he just Christian Bale, out. you know, the Batman right now hasn't even met Robin. They're not saying that these... Um, well, for one, the Christian Bale Batman is probably... That whole universe is probably, like, going to be a finished storyline. Yeah, I guess done. that's true. Like, they won't bring if they're gonna have Gordon. It's not he's not yeah, gonna be yeah, played Nolan, by Gary. No, no, there's gonna be none yeah. of that whole Nolan's world. That universe is gonna, is yeah, done. There's, right. there's gonna be another Batman, another everything. And the other thing is, they said it's not. They used the quote from the Frank Miller Batman right. to introduce right. it, but they're not exactly telling that story. This will be just a you know Superman versus Batman, not the Dark Knight Returns. But I mean, are they gonna be the two, like the two antagonists, or is it gonna be they're gonna fight once for two minutes early? In no, the they movie? say that this is gonna they be the claim. main part of it is going to be the fight. Right. But also, uh, Lex. They also said because you keep seeing hints of Lex. They said, yeah. He said he, Snyder didn't confirm nor deny that Lex would definitely be, you know show up yeah. as part of it. So. Take that, you know, take that for what you want to take that as. I, know, well, I, I was thinking it would be like the, the, those old Marvel team-ups where they fight for the first two pages. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> the last 15 pages, they're fighting right. some bootleg, you right. know, yeah. guy. Yeah. Like yeah. a cockroach yeah, or someone yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Bad version of rhinoceros or something. Right, right, right. right. They bust into the warehouse at the same time. Exactly. From, from right, right, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, doing this here? Is my beat. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's team oh, up, man. dude. Daredevil, go back to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. It's the oh cast of Saturday God. Night Live. Exactly. Like, the, the other big bomb that dropped was um was uh, Avengers news. Uh, the next Avengers uh, uh movie sequel will Uh-oh. be Age of Ultron. Mm. Mm. Now this is funny because <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's funny for many reasons. Yes. For me, it's funny because Ben Amin has been going on and on about this um this story arc for for a while for the last month really. Um, that has ended. However, the funny thing, even though it has the same name as this uh, as the series that just came out, it's actually not the same story. Thank God. In fact, they're changing a lot of things. Thank you, Beast God. is changing a lot of things. And you may, I don't know, you may thank him about this. You may be mad about it. But they're even changing the origin of Ultron to the point where Hank Pym has nothing to do with it. You can't see this out there, fan bros, but I just shrugged. He did. He gave the biggest Kanye shrug. <laughs> I wish, I wish we had a camera in here. He was just like, mm, that's fine, I don't care. I guess at this point, Marvel Who cares about so Hank times. Pym? Well, they are doing an Ant Man movie. The Ant Man movie is supposed to be the beginning of like the right. third wave of the uh, of the Marvel plan, of which I am impressed with their plan because I think they're overall, you know, interconnected. I mean, Marvel's and been stuff. killing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they, except for yeah. the Fantastic Four. I'm sorry. Yeah, except. Oh yeah, but that's see, people forget that's a Sony film that wasn't part of the Marvel Studios. That's just like X Men. 
which I, li- I liked. I did like the Brian but Singer it's still, X-Men But it still kind of hurts the overall brand. It does hurt the overall brand, but they can't help that. That was before their brand was established. They sold off the and rights. And they haven't included the Fantastic Four in this Reese. It's not like you know they have shown up in, in, in this in Oh, this no, and they won't. Yeah, yeah, they won't. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Madame yeah. said, no, they're not coming. Oh, right. no, they're no. not invited. There's, there's, there's a team of lawyers that's going to keep that from happening right. at any time. In, in place of Hank Pym, they're saying that Wolverine's... I'm not Wolverine. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I wish Wolverine did it. No. I said Wolverine, so I'm thinking adamantium. But anyway, um, they're saying that um, Iron Stark, Man, yeah. Tony Stark, is going to actually create. And that Ultron. works. That, yeah. I got no issues with that. Not at all. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you can still introduce Hank Pym in his own movie. He can still do his thing. But having right. him all, you know, be a shrink creator, you know, and then also creating Ultron was right. a problem in the comic books. And it's even, it's, it's ridiculous to have that in a movie. You're going to be like, oh, okay, come on. This guy's doing it all. But, and while Tony Stark, who builds armor, who builds intelligent Absolutely. robots, yeah. you know, has already built the Jarvis computer in the movies, might as well just build an Ultron. I totally agree. I think they've been setting up, they've been Hell. leading you to, but taking you by the hand and leading you to a place where it makes perfect sense for Tony Stark to create Ultron. Even if Jarvis turned evil and became Ultron, I wouldn't right. be mad at that. Right. Wow. Mm, well, that's, that's a good take. You know? I, I could, that's I actually, wow. That. That's, yeah. I, mean, I, could, I, could, I could go with that. Absolutely. Started wilding out on him. Yeah. Know? Talking in a, a like he, who does the voice of Jarvis again? No, say like in a How Three Thousand type voice. I mean, I mean, he's already British. You know, right. you'd have to go with like an evil Brit voice, right? I who, can't do that, Tony. Right. <laughs> who could I'm be an sorry. evil? Who's an evil ben, Brit? Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? Sambro's right? favorite name, Benedict Cumberbatch Benedict. Yeah. as Ultron. Yeah, I could definitely see. Oh, but actually, speaking on that, the rumor is because um, everyone's favorite fan, bro. Himself, Vin Diesel, right, yeah. had a recent meeting with Marvel, and now the word is that he's Vin Diesel might be Ultron. Oh, he might be Ultron. I heard something else. Wasn't it that he was might be Thanos, or maybe I'm wrong about oh, that? Oh, that's another I, one. I would no. rather he be that. I oh, mean, he'd I, be a great Thanos. But that was just a rumor. Wow, that yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be a good look, though. I can yeah. see that. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, he'd be there for several movies. Yep. He'd get to play a villain. Yeah, and, you know, lately I've been rolling with Vin Diesel. Fast and Furious have been great. Yeah, the third Riddick movie could. I mean, people say good thing. I don't know. I mean, I really liked Pitch Black and wasn't yeah. that wild about Chronicles of Riddick, as no one in right. the world was. So I, I definitely do. Uh, I, I am. I am intrigued by the the new Riddick movie that is coming out. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy cast was revealed. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, if you didn't know, I'll just run off this the top people right now. Chris Pratt is going to be Peter Quill, Star Lord. Zoe Saldana is going to be Gamora. Karen Gillan is going to be Nebula. Enzo Salenti is going to be Groot. Jamin Hansu is going to be Korath. Glenn Close is going to be Nova Prime. What? what? Glenn Close. Close. Oh, okay. I, I think I'd heard that before, but that's, I mean, you know, Marvel shooting for the stars. Yeah, right? I, I, I mean, yeah. Dope. and like I said, this just kind of just, it, stuff can technically change. It's still f- Oh, no, no, that's happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. I mean they brought them out at Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, that's I feel like age. they brought them out, but yeah. like if something, catas- you know, some catastrophe happens, then it's, She's out, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, Still hasn't been revealed who's playing Rocket Raccoon. Right. And I I thought they were going to go CG on that. They showed, I think there's footage of him being shown at Comic-Con. They showed footage of Rocket Raccoon, and I think he was CG, but they haven't said who's voicing him. Right. Because Rocket Raccoon definitely talks. Yeah. Yeah. Rounding out the cast will be Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Benicio Del Toro as the Collector. Yes. Yeah. John C. Riley as Roman Day. And Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer. Yep. I have wow. to say, Benicio Del Toro probably needs no makeup at all for the collector. <laughs> you said that. 
That is like the most awesome casting in Marvel's history other than Robert Downey Jr. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult. I'm not sure either, but with that, we'll take a (laughs) quick break and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the HNIC, you know what I'm saying? And I'm always tuned in to fan bros. It's going down, kid. What, what? And welcome back, fan bros. We wanted to talk real quick about some news that just dropped. I don't know if it's been out for a minute. It seems to have dropped in May, but there's a Kanye video game on your shelves or on your internet shelves right now. You can download it at KanyeQuest3030.tumblr.com. Uh, it soon to be, seems to be an RPG game where you play Kanye West. You get traveled into the future in the game, and you're forced to battle with clones of rappers. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I, I saw the trailer for it today. It was like the greatest and worst thing I ever saw at the it same was, time. It was. This, the soundtrack is dope. It features um, eight bit hits from uh, what my dark fantasy, my twist dark twisted fantasy, my dark twisted, and I think I am God makes an appearance in it. Yeah, I, I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, it's in the style of um, the old Game Boy Zelda game yep. slash Pokemon. You know, yep. Pokemon Yellow, where it's like top down view. You this little avatar walking around picking up stuff from from boxes and mailboxes and all when, types of stuff. When the battles appear, it's like the uh, battles even Pokemon style. Yeah, it's like oh, Tupac, Final Fantasy. A Tupac clone appears is what yeah. it says. Like a Jay-Z clone <laughs> right. appears and it had like a cut out of their head. Yeah. That's when it got a little ridiculous. I was like, really, guys? Yeah, you definitely. Really do this? I like the hearing uh, they had a piano 8-bit version of Power playing throughout the trailer of Kanye's Power. I <laughs> thought, it actually sounded good. It sounded really good. No, that, I think yeah. an, 8-bit, an 8-bit version of almost anything sounds dope. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know. So, um, I don't know, you know, Quick shout out to the people who made Kanye Quest thirty thirty. You can, you know, like I said, you can check it out at their Tumblr. It seems to be making the rounds around the internet today. It's KanyeQuest3030.tumblr.com. Yep, it's uh, only available for PC, so I won't be checking it out because I'm a Mac man myself. Sorry, but you know, if you got a PC out there, check it out. Let us know what you think about it. You know, hit up Chico on Fanbro's show on Twitter. Uh, but speaking of that, we also wanted to talk about the relationship of hip hop and comics and media and geek culture in general. It seems to be, as we see with this game, not always the best representation. You know, maybe just teetering on the edge of coonery, perhaps. Oof. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's just throw that. That's that NPR language. Let's pull out that grenade and throw that out there. Oof. Yeah. And since we have at Kimsonian here. Yes. Um, Who has a particular history of being a brother in the animation field. You see how I'm working all this in. Yeah, so wow. Right I like, that was pretty Mr. impressive you how see, you brought all that together. I brought all this yeah. together. It's yeah. like an episode of Seinfeld. Mis- right. Mr. Wow. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> With more brown people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kim Sony, I would like to ask you, how has been your history working in animation with, you know, as a person of color? Like, Have you felt the sting of racism? Uh, Yes. Um, oh, but oh. not in in the sting that you would say, "Ouch, that really hurts." It's more like, "Wait, did somebody <laughs> really just say that?" Is it more subtle? It's it's super more subtle, but um, at the same time, it's um, you 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 definitely feel it, and you know that you you kind of get put off because a lot of times it's with coworkers. And actually, I have to say, I'll I'll put this all in a parenthesis that it has tremendously changed since I first started. So it's a much more diverse community right now. The creators are you know or the artists i should say are much more diverse the creators not so much there are few and far between 
but um the the people some very key people it's it's much more diverse than when i first started but for example on beavis we there was a one of the directors i was a lowly artist you know and we were about four or five i think about six black people on the show wow what, what that many yeah and actually what was interesting is actually there was a black animation director on the show too good friend um but one of the supervising directors uh, used to get our names confused. The the the. the so you weren't just Negro One, Negro Two, and Negro Three. <laughs> she might as well should have said that. <laughs> oh, did I say she? I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, blow anybody's spot. But this person, which was really funny, she was, you know, nice. You, you don't want to blow anybody's spot, but her Twitter is right. <laughs> <laughs> at racist director. Right. <laughs> no, but basically she would, you know, call us the wrong names. And I was, you know, I'm very, I was young. I was very innocent. I wanted to do the right thing, you know. And I'd be like, why, why is she What you mean, me? like call you Tom or something like well, that? Well, there were, right. Well, all <laughs> the, all the like, black. Hey, Toby. <laughs> all the black people's names. She hey, would, Marcus. No, she would call us each Jamal. other's names. But the, the wrong <laughs> person. The Did you no. correct her? <laughs> Did no, you be like no, I'm Kimson. No, well, no, because well, I mean, it wasn't you, you even could like do that, that in a in a in a in a respectful manner, like. But she only actually. did it to the black people. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, right? Like, see how you thought see, twice. Now, now I wish there was another camera here because I'm kind of giving a face, like, oh, right, right. So that's my point. My point is, yeah. So there, you know, there's there's that there's that um you know that exists. And so a lot of times when you're, I mean, we weren't like super pioneers or anything, but a lot of times, especially <laughs> when you get into a group, um, I had worked on a pilot with Bootsy Collins one time and there were, we tried to hire a lot of, you know, black artists and people familiar with Bootsy Collins. And we, mm-hmm. I mean, we hired everybody, but I remember one guy walking by and said, Hey man, what is this Harlem over here? Oh. And, and he's, I mean, I love this guy. He's a, he's a great guy. He Wait, what jokes. year was this? This is 96. Ooh. So, so, and then I would look, I remember, t- you know, I was co, you know, working, co-producing it with Did a, you, did he with another, bop when he said it? <laughs> no, he <laughs> did was, he bop? <laughs> he was an older gentleman <laughs> who liked the Ohio Harlem players. Harlem on the rise. Take, yeah, that, exactly. take that, take that. Take that. Shiny suit, Harlem, man. right, right, Harlem shake, right. But this is like, you know, so anyway, there are little hints like that. But as far as hip hop goes, it's very interesting because, you know, I feel like a lot of times the brand of hip hop is exploited but again especially in certain media sources but not given to the creators of hip-hop to extend into those especially visual media sources and so a lot of times you know if it's not directly related to the music when it comes to movies and when it comes to comic books and when it comes to you know certain animation you can you can only really take it so far in terms of it then it becomes actual buffoonery, right? Yeah, other than like music being added, I cannot think of a great hip hop video game in the last ten years. Kanye Quest thirty. I can't. I Def can't. Jam. Def Jam had a. Def Jam had a nice fighting game. Oh I was yeah, Def a, Jam I was actually, was cool. I was actually working for Russell Simmons when that came out. Yeah, and a lot um, people I know worked on that, and that was interesting. But basically, what they're doing is taking a fighter engine and putting like, rappers on, on it. Yeah. on it. Rappers and then there was yeah, the Wu Tang right. video game. But again, that's like branding as a 50 like, cent blood on the sand baby you know right. it was hot for a second it's hey. more like a skinning it with this person's it, face exactly, and image or whatever exactly. versus something from the ground yeah right. and it's exactly. comic books i mean we're not even getting into it ghost faces comic though shout out to that one it was yeah well no it was okay um Ooh. yeah i can't think of much else 
good in hip hop comics? No, no. Well, so, yeah. I mean, one of the things was like you know, hip hop cartoons. Hip hop. Well, yeah. What is a hip hop cartoon? Yeah. I, I remember going through that. I remember pitching to one of the producers at MTV years ago. Like, I want to do these shorts, the station IDs of shout outs, because like shout outs were like the big thing. I used to, we, used, me and my friends used to always do these shout outs. Yeah, I want to shout out to my, you know, my babies, whatever, blah blah blah, and like do it comic, you know, comically. But I remember pitching this guy, and I'm like, there are these things called shout outs. <laughs> Hip hop aficionados do right. when they want to respect their you know neighborhood or you know and this kind of thing and I'm like what the fuck this <laughs> what am might I talking be, about this might be a little left but would Tyler the Creator's cartoon be considered a hip hop cartoon I mean I, I think you know it's it's what it is I I, I hate to label things like that me because too because I'm like how do you I wouldn't want to do a cartoon then somebody says well that's a hip hop cartoon like why can't it just be a cartoon right so I, but there is, there are certain things where I feel you know Odd Future definitely has an aspect to it that's like kind of skateboardy and kind of crossover in that sense. And I know they hate when people try to put them in any, you know. So I, I agree with their, you know, um, position. But I do feel like it does kind of get the, you know, the shaft when it comes to creating certain things. You know, if they if Odd Future wasn't popular, yeah. they're not getting in. I think yeah. at the point of origin, that's where every where everything slips up. It's just like, you know, you can include more people of color, more people of, of other backgrounds, really. To get a better, I mean, to me, you get a better definition of um, animation, of a cartoon. You get more just insight onto what you can do versus it's the same folks over and over and over again. It's it's too small of a circle to do that to me. So, a quick question on that point, though. So, what's it like? How can a young brother or person of color, how can a young brother get into the industry (laughs) these days? You sound like dude on the street, man. How can Calvin get a job? (laughs) Calvin. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think it's, you you just have to do it the the same way everybody else does. Fortunately, like I said, it's much more diverse now. People most of the time in animation judge you on your work. So, I mean, 90%, I would say 95% of job placement as an artist is based on your skills and hopefully not on your, you know, your skin color. The challenge is running up against, and when it comes to creating storylines, you know, artists kind of execute certain things, so they're not really creating stuff. Problem comes in when it comes to creators and telling stories that maybe are not of the sensibility of the moment and mm-hmm. trying to reach for a new story or a new paradigm in terms of character or something like that. And the other problem is a lot of people who are in positions to greenlight these things don't necessarily have it in their mind to see, it's sad, but it's true, a black person or a person of color, but especially I feel like, you know, a hip-hop identified black person in that position um, still. Certain cases, it's all good. Other cases, you know, it's not so all good, especially on, like, network and more conservative outlets, you know. They're still not, they're still not knowing what a shout-out is. So, still I mean, not knowing what a shout out is, but I do believe that because of the internet age and all this stuff, creators are just going to make their own stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of old, you know, everybody's been saying this, these old outlets are going to, you know, Dial chase the new them, hot yeah. stuff. Hey, I mean, uh, speaking of that, you know, at fanbros.com, if any creators out there are looking to get their stuff out there, we do have our new original series, which will be expanding into television and animation before you know it. Really? Oh, you know, you yeah. never know what's happening over there. Kimsonian Fambros hit me up right. at Kimsonian. Yeah, Twitter. we're looking for a creative director over there. You know, Kimsonian. Kimsonian. Yeah, Kimsonian. See, what this was on me and stuff like this, where we have to create the opportunities. I mean, that's yeah, what we've we always had to do. Right, right. It's, we gotta just go 
multiply that by like a thousand. Can I just give a little love letter to you guys? I really appreciate what you guys do. And I've been a fan bros, you know, since the beginning. And I just want to say, like, I really respect the guys are introducing the idea of creating a voice that's kind of out there in pieces. But you guys are really trying to aggregate it. And I really appreciate that, that you're trying to bring the diverse voice into the you know, the geek universe, but at the same geek nerd, whatever tech universe that usually is not looked at as a universe where people of color can kind of define different, you know, um, paradigms. So I really want to big you guys up for that. And I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I hope you guys can really maintain that voice and expand it. Oh, definitely. We Thank plan you. to sell out, you know, yeah. get some big corporate <laughs> checks. Ben Hamid is going to order fried chicken for everybody right I now. I, I, I'm cutting have, off my locks. You're going to have KFC you know? commercials. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Get that popcorn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> have you had the new watermelon blow pops? All that progress we just made in the last 15 minutes <laughs> down the truck. Do you, do you think also, though, the new people behind the scenes are at all helping? That a new generation, like a generation, you know, when you were talking about the older gener- gentleman who made that who made that joke, like that guy, you know, there, there are people coming up now who did listen to hip hop who do you know what I mean like are they getting it more yeah, th- like I said I think it's a lot more diverse I do feel though that the the risk taking is not going to be done in these kind of hallowed halls and that is not really color because there's a lot of black folks or people of color in positions on certain outlets that are geared towards people of color that are still not taking the risks they don't, they don't want to change the status quo well the thing is they have a certain you know they have to get their quota or whatever yeah And that Mm -hmm. doesn't include giving a break to a very determined and talented creator. Oh, and imagine that doesn't include keeping yourself open to risk like that. So, well, especially when you have a bottom line when TV's like you know falling apart these days. But anyway, got to get that bread. Well, you know, thank you for that, Kim, son. Yeah, man, I appreciate breaking down the. Position of the brother. Anytime. Well, yeah. I, in the animation. You know, yeah, said, I, how can a brother get a jab, man? You know, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, Calvin can't work at Wad Donald's forever. <laughs> Keep drawing, everybody. Keep drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chico, you know you know what time it is. Time for my second favorite segment of the week. Uh, uh, the Netflix pick of the week? Yeah, you know. All right. So, um, we... Uh, Wait, actually, before we get into that, fan bros, we need a good name for this Netflix Pick of the week. You know, we have Comics I Copped, which we're going to cut short this week because we're going to have some bit things on fanbros.com tomorrow concerning concerning the the comments that came out this week. making up words. Man, it's... Every week, original, concerning. You know, I'm going to be like A-King over here. But anyway, (laughs) uh, Chico, what is our for now titled segment, Netflix Pick of the Week? Time Crimes. I like that. I yeah. love Chico's picks. It's always some weird title. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, that's what. Because you know, I mean, I don't need to tell people to go watch Ripper Street or something like that. What the hell? That's is the Ripper number Street. Street. Ripper Street's the number one thing on Netflix right now. <laughs> what? It's, one watching. <laughs> it's a cop show set during what the like. Hell is that? Well, no, I'm not trying to big this up. I'm trying to. I'm like, trying to talk about time Kim, crimes. Kim he's over there scratching his head right. and rubbing his eyes. Well, like, R- Ripper Street is the number one show. Please and tell me it's set during Jack it the Ripper's is. era. It's, it's a cop show set in Whitechapel right after they caught Jack the Ripper. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> so like Victorian. Yeah, it's Victorian England cop show, basically. So terrible. So that's that's and that's the number one show on Netflix and has been for like the last three or four days. Oh, people with which, your great taste. Yeah. So and I, I didn't like Ripper Street too much to be honest with you i like copper you actually watched i watched i watched like two episodes you probably watched sharknado too yeah no i didn't watch sharknado but i i I watched like two episodes of ripper street and i I couldn't get into it 
But uh, Time Crimes is actually a great Spanish low-budget sci-fi movie. <laughs> wait a minute, um, wait a minute. <laughs> so I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. It was like a telenovela type stuff. No, 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 no. I mean, oh, it's okay. a sci-fi movie. It's it's a little low-budget, but it's it's a good, smart, like it's it's a time-looping. Spanish it's got language? A time, time loop. It's Spanish language with okay. subtitles. Uh, directed by by a Spanish director by the name of Nacho Viga- <laughs> Nacho Vigalando. Why you? Why y'all? This is fan bros. You're supposed to be inclusive, right? You're supposed to be exactly. exactly. Let it be known that I ain't start laughing. Man. Right. I, it was all Ben Amin. Yeah, no, Nacho Vigalando. I was just reminded of our mayor and his uh, sex theme, or our, right. our potential mayor and his sex theme oh. name. What well, was it? Carlos, Carlos Danger. Danger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Nacho and his sidekick, it. Nacho Vigalando. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this though, Time Crimes they have been claiming uh, is going to get remade in the way that Old Boy and pretty much everything that happens these days that where they just yeah. re- so there's going to be an American version of it. Yeah, and I mean it's not the same kind of movie, but it's it's like Looper. It's sort of a smart, you know, time lower budget time travel okay. time looping movie. Um and uh, I, Kimson best best um sorry plug best time looping movie Primer. Thank yeah, you. Ooh. Prime? Never, never seen it. Whoa, yeah. Ben Hamin has. I know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm a time travel fan too. Dude, this is the best. Yeah, and you like Primer. I don't think I've ever Primer seen it either. Awesome, you guys are Primer. missing out. Primer. All right, I'll have to check that the one. Best. Primer. So I don't know if that's on Netflix. You could do a, a double feature with Sorry. Primer and, and time, time Crimes. Crimes. There you go, Chico. I mean, that would be uh, that would be a pretty um, a mind uh, a mind screwing evening, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, like I mean, if you're, if you're into yeah, if you're into t- time stuff that doesn't involve Wolverine going back into time to kill Hank Pym, oh, then this is for you. Had you. to bring it back, yeah. <laughs> but we haven't said those three words at any point. Those three words together, the one you know, what's that? Age of Ultron. <laughs> That's the first time that, that those words have been said like, on this on this show. It's so. like Voldemort's name, right? Exactly. <laughs> the comic that should not be named. <laughs> You know, since since we are back on Age of Ultron, real quickly, Uh-oh. and we didn't get into comics I cop this right. week, I did read the new issue of Hunger, which is the continuation of Age of Ultron. It's when Galactus has now been shunted off into the Ultimate Universe. Right. And he's going to eat up the Ultimate Universe unless they stop him. <sighs> and people are saying it's going to lead to the Ultimate Universe cancellation. Well, that's me doing a dismissive wank right there. Right. Um, but anyway, the issue was... You know, if you can't say another nice, you don't say <laughs> anything not. at all. So, uh, Wait a minute. That was a cold-blooded pause, man. I thought we were going to give a moment of silence to Dennis Farina, who passed last week. But you just gave a moment of silence to the entire Marvel Universe. No. I mean, no, no. Ultimate wow. Universe. The shade is real. <laughs> it's a cold this, this world like a, out here. The most uh, discriminatory Fan Bros episode ever. <laughs> I didn't start this. Makes let it be known. I did not start. This. No, we have we have a female on the show. How can it be that discriminatory? The quality. I'm, I'm I'm here for geek quality. Yeah, he posted a, a geek, geek quality, quality video. Not equality. Geek, geek quality. quality. A geek quality video. Yeah. So did you did you uh, finish about time crime though? Time crimes. Time, time crimes. Time crimes. Because there's more than one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which and the Spanish, it's actually Corona uh, <laughs> Criminales. Nice. Um, I like which that. Which I, I obviously just butchered. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say because it's a time travel movie, I can't really give you know stuff away, but it's sort of Groundhog Day meets Looper. That alone <laughs> sold me. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to feel it. Groundhog Day meets Looper. Uh, that sold me, Chico. Time Crimes, everybody check it out. I think we need to wrap this one up. We've already had our most discriminatory episode ever. <laughs> 
Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to Kimsonian for so, coming through. If you want to yes, get yes. in touch with Kimsonian, how do you do that exactly? Where At is that? Kimsonian on Twitter. Actually, um, I really want to give a shout out to my man Drew Down at Duck Down. Gave me the opportunity to do the Sean Price Christmas card last year. That was really great. Oh, shout out to Sean Price. Sean right? Price. We're and waiting for you to come on the show, Sean Price. The original hip hop comic book head. Don't block me on Twitter, brother. <laughs> oh, we're not waiting for you. You got to come on the show. Yeah, definitely. It's a demand now. Were you shouting out Drew Down or Drew Ha? I'm sorry, Drew Ha. Yeah, because Drew Down is the West Coast rapper. Actually, my man Drew, I like Drew Down as well because oh, he gets hey, his yeah. hair laid. Word up. Remember that? He gets his hair laid. <laughs> yep. Drew Ha can get his hair laid. True. I think like Drew Prince? Ha's. And Kimsonian uh, can't. No. can't. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's in the Chico Leo <laughs> yeah, hair club exactly. for men right there. Me and, me and Chico. Right. All right. Uh, wrapping up this week, new Wolverine movie drops tomorrow. Anybody hyped? Everybody hyped? I think it's going to be better than Wolverine Origins. I'm not hype, but I think it's going to be yeah, better than that, the other. That's exact. That's basically <laughs> but it, but where that's I'm at. But that's low expectation. Low yeah. standards here. Too much folks. Wolverine, man. Too m- way too much Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Prodigy Pro- said that. Prodigy, Prodigy, said, the Prodigy said, said the same thing. People on Twitter much, have been yeah. saying the same way thing. He's overexposed these days. Um, I'm going to check Big Words after this show tonight. Uh, Big Words by Neil Drumming. Uh, our, our, first bros, guest. our first guest Shout on Fan Bros. Shout out to Neil yeah. Shout out to Gene Gray. There'll be a review up tomorrow morning on fanbros.com. Speaking of that, I also wanted to shout out to everyone who's been commenting on the SoundCloud, on the fanbros.com site, on the iTunes. Everyone who's been rating and subscribing, thank you very much. Everybody who's been hitting us up at Fan Bros Show on Twitter. I mean, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. There have been so many hilarious comments like on the SoundCloud. It's I love the community that's developing on fanbros.com. Everyone was responding to Tatiana's article on Pacific Rim. To all of our articles, there's been comments on pretty much everything. And we comment back. Yes, we do. All of us. Yeah, yeah, we, we you know, we got something to say. You know, we don't bite our tongue. Anything else from anybody? Nah, I think that's it for this week. I just want—I was asked on Twitter if I would choose between between Min, Min May and Lisa uh, on Robotech, and I said Lisa, but that's because Min May is like a teenager, and I'm a grown man now. When I was 12 years old, I definitely would have picked Min May. I always went with Lisa. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I a woman I'll... in a uniform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's something. There's Min May something... was like weak. Yeah, and and yeah. and flaky. Yeah, flaky. She yeah. was a flake. Nah. She Lisa. was a hot superstar singer on the, you know, Super Dimensional Fortress. But, Women you know. in uniform, baby. Yep. Let's go. And she's an older woman. She's like five years older than Ray. Oh, you know how I like them. Ooh. Oh, all Ooh. right. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> enough information for this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, hit us up on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. Thanks to our guest, Kimsonian, yes. at Kimsonian, for coming through. Thank you. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you, Chico. Thank you for everyone who joined us listening to this great show and we'll be right back here next week with more fan bros, fan bros. Hey, hey, hey.